KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening to Our Digital Future every Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. here for the new quarter. We are the same show, the same day, the same time, and we'd like to talk about libraries, museums, and archives here. Thanks for listening, and today we have a very special guest on the line, Stephanie Chavez calling in. Thanks so much. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Thank you for calling in on a early Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. Um, I really appreciate it, and I'm glad um, our mutual friend Deborah put us together to talk about libraries, museums, and archives, and your recent degree and your goals for the future. Your, um, tell us about what you just um, went through right now. Right. Thanks for having me. Um, right now, I'm currently volunteering at a museum. I was working at an archive for about a year and a half. We were doing a big digitizing project for a script library at a movie studio, which was pretty fun. Um, but that project ended because they hire a lot of temp librarians. And then I've just been looking for that dream academic job and um, volunteering around L.A. Oh, where have you volunteered around L.A.? Um, well, I used to volunteer with a rabbit rescue out of downtown Los Angeles. I did that for about a year, and that kind of helped me for, like, project management and stuff. I mean, you wouldn't think that animal rescue would be that hard, but it's, it's really hard. And a lot of the um, nonprofits, like, they're very well-organized, and they have a huge group of volunteers. So I help manage volunteers in different projects. And then um, I, I stopped doing that for a while, and now I'm volunteering at the American Military Museum, and that's in South El Monte. And it's been there since, like, 1962, and they've been getting a huge amount of um, donations and, and various material related to the, mili the United States military. Um, so they have, like, a really big collection, but it's not really a library yet because it's not cataloged. It, it's... It's stored kind of funky, and we're trying to get it up off the ground so that the public can come in and, and take care of it. But um, funds at the library or at the museum are pretty low, so I'm just helping them, like, volunteer being their head librarian right now. Oh, wow. So you get the experience of being a head librarian, even though it's a volunteer position. That's a great um, experience to have. Right, yeah, I'm learning so much, and I mean, it's not paid, and, and but it, it's a great opportunity, and I really like giving back to the community while I can. Like, you know, I don't have a family and a mortgage and all that, so I don't need to worry about money. I'm just trying to get that experience. <clears throat> when did you start that um, position as a head librarian for the military museum? Um, I started that in June of last year, so I've been there for a while. Um, but I'm just trying to get acquainted um, with the library and the collection because I don't really have a military background. So I didn't really know a lot about the subject or the materials or anything. So I've been getting acquainted with that. And then I've been um, looking for volunteers. Um, I use volunteer mats, um, Craigslist, and I've been doing that. So now I have a group of about five volunteers that come in during the week, and I train them, and we catalog books and stuff. 
And how has your um, library degree helped you be um, prepare for being head librarian? Um, when did you finish your, your degree in um, library science? I finished that in um, 2010, the very end of 2010. Also, since um, the very end of 2010, you've been looking for that um, full-time librarian paid librarian position. Is, it, is that have you found that hard to come by in this area? Um, well, I I was working at an elementary school, so I had a job like right when I got out of school as a, an instructional aide. So I kind of went with that just because like you know I had that stability and I really like working with kids. <clears throat> and then I got. A position at the script library and I stayed there for about a year and a half and then that ended um, in September and then I've been looking for jobs in September but I mean I I did go to Germany for a month and I, I haven't been um, like so worried about finding a job right away um, and especially towards the end of the year like November and December it's really hard to get your application reviewed because everyone's on holiday and it just kind of wind down, winds down at the end of the year. How, how are the libraries in Germany? <laughs> um, I just saw some public libraries. I mean, I didn't really go to any academic libraries and I don't speak German, so... <laughs> well, that must have been fun too. And then what have you learned at the military museum so far? Um, I've learned a lot of things about just shaping a collection and managing volunteers. Um, I mean, I eventually would like to be a head librarian or managing a, a department and all the little things that pop up when you're trying to communicate and work with a big group of people. Like, you know, you just want that consistency and like if someone's working on a shelf and then they go and walk away or, or end for the day, you know, how they end it and how they record their work is like a huge issue because when I first got there, um, the shelves were cataloged, like the materials were cataloged, but they were <clears throat> recorded on the wrong shelves. So someone had, these volunteers had done all this work, but it didn't really match up with the numbers. So now we have to go through and do it all again. And, I think that was just because it, there wasn't a librarian there or, like, anyone really to, like, sit down and train the volunteers and manage their work as it went along. There's only one full-time employee at the um, museum, so it, he didn't really have the time to manage all these people. Well, that, that's a good experience. Well, um, and how was your time at Scripps? Oh yeah, well it was a um, script library at a movie studio, so we managed all the scripts um, from the past and like um, present and future. I mean there was even productions that weren't made yet, um, like cool movies that I hope will get made one day and a lot of not so cool movies that you're like, wow I can't believe someone wrote this script. Um, but yeah, we just helped digitize it so that like producers and directors and writers could access the scripts and get them digitally instead of having to call the library and then have us make a copy and then send it along to them. So, That's yeah. like my dream job, but that was only a, a contract um, archiving project for a one year? 
Right, yeah, they have a contract. They have a few contract positions there that they that like come and go depending on the work that is available. Um, but I mean, I can put you in contact with them off the show. Like we could talk about it because they're always looking for people. Oh wow, yeah. With um, my last degree being film and media studies here at UC Irvine, um, I've been interning, volunteering at the American Film Institute for almost a year now. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm oh, only nice. doing a year there, so this is my last month and. I hope to stay involved with the archives and the film and media related material and I, I drive to LA for that too from Long Beach Weekly. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean there's a, a, a small amount of jobs in that field but if you have that experience under your belt like that's really great. Like you can totally get in your foot in the door. Yeah, that's good to hear. Um, and I see your, it was for 20th Century Fox, you were an archivist for a year? Right, yes. Well, that's good to have um, experience, too. And that's what I love about the degree of library science. You can go from being an archivist with uh, 20th Century Fox, for example, and then being the head librarian at a military museum. You can go from studios to museums to libraries everything right yeah there's all sorts of libraries to get into i've also been looking at community college um libraries there's actually a job fair um saturday january 26th it's um, a job fair through the california community colleges registry so i'm gonna go to that and check it out see what jobs they have they had a part-time for long beach city college um just to be in the pool for librarians and that seemed interesting oh yeah yeah i think community colleges are i mean there's a lot less pressure um on the librarians there and you get to kind of i think you get to shape the library and the um services there more than academic like call like university libraries and then just to remind everyone we're on kci 88.9 fm in irvine and you're listening to Our Digital Future with me, ZBZ, where we like to talk about libraries, museums, and archives. And today we have a live guest calling in, Stephanie Chavez. Um, where are you calling in from this morning? I'm calling in from Pomona, California. Pomona, and um, is that where you grew up in? Is that what got you interested in libraries? Or tell us how you got into even getting your library science degree. Well, I kind of grew up in the San Gabriel Valley. Like, I mean, this is like the edge of the San Gabriel Valley, but I grew up in Covina, and I went to um, San Diego State for my undergrad. That's how I met Deborah, our mutual friend that got me to call you. Um, I went to San Diego State for undergrad um, cultural anthropology, which is funny because I was listening to some past um, shows, and Cynthia Orozco, I think, was one of your past guests. Yes. Um, she went to San Diego State, and I've met her before, and she's really nice. <laughs> and she's actually one of the people who got me to, like, go to a um, networking event, and that's how I got to volunteer at this library. So, yeah, that's a past connection. But, um, yeah, I went to San Diego State, and I didn't really use libraries as an undergrad, which is, I hear librarians yeah. say that a lot. You know, they don't really take advantage of libraries or understand how important they are until they get to library school. So 
I went, got my undergrad there, and I did a lot of research because, I mean, cultural anthropology, you kind of have to find your own subjects and pick what you want to study and kind of find the information that you want. Um, so I did a lot of research there, and one of the librarians <clears throat> was actually one of my professors. He was an anthropology professor, so I knew him as a professor, but he was kind of like a part-time librarian. So that kind of planted the seed in my head, like, oh, there's librarians that do the subject focus that I want to do. So after my undergrad, I read an article about San Jose State and their online program, and I applied and went there, and that's how I got into libraries. And I'm still kind of trying to find out where, like, what subject I want to do and and where, what kind of library I want to be in, especially after being in an archive that's kind of specialized. And I've kind of leaned towards um, special libraries, but I would like to get into an academic library. So, Yeah, that's that how I feel, too. Like, I'm used to the academic library here at UC Irvine, but then I really enjoy my archiving time at the American right. Film Institute. And I, I hear those are harder to get into, those um in less available positions archiving, but it's just fun yeah. to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And if, if you have the experience, I mean, there are positions out there for you, like um, Universal has archives and librarians, um, Pixar, Fox, I and mean, there's studios that have them. It, you just have to really have that experience. That's exciting to know for librarians in this area. I know when I was looking into library school, there was only San Jose and UCLA in California. And that mm-hmm. th- at the time, San Jose had uh, classes through Fullerton, so those were both local options, even online for San Jose. And I um, applied to those and at first didn't get in because of my low bio GPA, my first degree here at UCI. Mm-hmm. So undergrads, keep your, your GPA up, even if you're not right. trying to be a doctor. You need to have a good GPA, and then um, so then I went back to school, and I applied to all the library schools after my second degree with my higher GPA, and, and then I got into all all of them, and then decided for online through Illinois. And online program actually works really well. I'm sure you know it's just very convenient, and yeah, you learn the same, and that's really really fun way to get an education now nowadays. I think right, yeah. You just have to, like, keep on networking and, and meeting other students. I'm, in Southern California, I mean, there's so many librarians and so many groups. That's kind of what's helped me, like, stay focused um, and network. And, I, you know, you go to conferences and, and different midwinter meetings and stuff. They're always around here. Yeah, and with anthropology as uh, your background, that, I mean, that really, I think, helps, too, with the, the type of varied work available in libraries, museums, and archives, and, and getting to do the research, and, and it's really great you get to lead a team of volunteers. Um, what, what, how, what, you used Craigslist to find uh, volunteers, you said, for the Military Museum Library you're head librarian for? Right, yeah. I just put a call for volunteers on Craigslist, and then you kind of have to weed out the people who um, don't, I don't know, a lot of people respond that they don't necessarily want to come in or you just kind of let them know what the work you want them to do, um, you know, 
themselves. How did that the work out? Team. Are they all like ex-military? How does that? No, actually, I was surprised that there isn't a lot of volunteers there that are ex-military. Um, a lot of them are young students who potentially want to be librarians and just kind of want to test the water. Um, or uh, business students who just want to get experience, um, you know, doing something structured and something they can put on their resume. Well, that's great to be able to be a mentor, too, to the future librarians of America. And uh, how are they liking their library work? Um, they like it. I mean, we can, it's kind of a weird um, setup where we are. We're, like, in a trailer. It, it's like, I think it belonged to the Navy or, or I'm not sure what branch at one point, but it was donated to us and we have our collection in there and it's kind of dusty and piled high like to the ceiling with stuff, but we get in there and catalog and it's really interesting to see all the material on the shelves and, and we're going to try to do a book drive soon and sell some of the books that aren't relevant to our collection and yeah, a lot of, uh, my volunteers have really gotten interested in it and they want to help with other stuff that will promote the library within the museum because the museum is really established and there's lots of cool tanks and machinery and uniforms and all sorts of stuff to see there but we really want the library to be a part of the museum. And what type of um, library is it then? Well, it, it, it's a museum library, um, but right now, I mean, I would say it isn't really a, a library. It's just a collection. Um, it's not really accessible to the public. The museum director uses it for his research and, and stuff that he does um, for contractors that want to know military stuff or rent out military um, items that he has. So he knows where everything is. So I'm trying to make it so that he's not the only one um, in case, you know, he's not there. You know, you just want it to be a good library. That's exciting that you have the opportunity to work in a library museum. I think um, museum archivists, museum librarians are very special in a lot of ways and as in archivists are in special libraries. So that's a great opportunity and to volunteer five people leading and um, hopefully you could be use that those skills for a head librarian in the future. Right, yeah. I mean, museum um, librarians and archivists, they're really kind of like jacks of all trades. Like, they have to know everything and they have to manage volunteers and, and catalog and acqu do acquisitions and they have to do everything. So I, I think that it's giving me a good experience and I've always been inspired by those type of librarians that can do it all. I never thought I could be that kind so I'm trying to slowly get my experience and, and build up my knowledge to be that librarian that can, you know, do everything. <laughs> yeah, I'm really um, happy you have the experience in the, the scripts Fox News um, archive and then oh, yeah. the museum right. military museum and then when you were at the elementary school you said you had the position that that did you get to go in the library there at all no actually they they had their own um they didn't have a library and they had a library media specialist who kind of manages the, the actual computer lab 
and then they had a an aide that helped um, check out the books and stuff. So I, I think just because of the funding, they didn't really have a set librarian, which, I mean, it kind of made me want to go in there and be like, oh, like, let, let's do it this way. But, I mean, within a school district, it's kind of things are set in stone, and it comes from, like, the top down. And, and I, I just don't think they're ready to have librarians there. They, they don't have the funds, and I think maybe they should have, like, one librarian that works at the school district and helps manage, like, the whole system of libraries within, like, K through 12, but hopefully one day they'll do that. Yeah, I've seen, with the library position I've seen for, for K through 12, they also want you to have the teaching credential. Right, yeah, because you teach, um, you teach students uh, how to use the computers and it's mostly computer-based stuff within the library, um, and then they'll have an instructional aid that will read books with the kids. And, yeah, yeah. They I took be developed more. I took storytelling class in um, library school. That was really fun, and that helps a lot with the K through 12. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many good teen and children librarians. They're they're really inspiring. They they love to work with kids and and do all the fun programs they get to do. Did you have any classes stand out from your grad degree that have especially been useful? Um, I would think cataloging. I love cataloging classes, and with, even within the field of library science, like people don't understand cataloging, and I think they kind of think, like, oh, those catalogers out in the, like, in the back, in the back room doing their thing, like, when they're really the like backbone of the library, and without that properly cataloged collection, you can't really have a a very successful library. So I really like cataloging, and my I did an internship in library school cataloging at the 20th Century Fox Library. So that really I don't know put cataloging at the forefront of my skills I wanted to develop, and I love cataloging. <laughs> And they have a changing um, standards for cataloging these days. Is that correct? The Library of Congress, or they develop right. different ways. So it's isn't it sometimes? I mean, how is it today? Is is it a lot different than it was a few years ago? Um, well, I know RDA is really being um, developed, and I'm not that familiar with it. I've been sit, sat in on a few seminars of RDA and. And I get the concept and stuff, but I've never been part of, of like, a team of catalogers or, like, a, a, a set, I don't know, lo- like, local rules that have implemented RDA. So I haven't really gotten that experience. Um, right now, I'm using the Library of Congress to catalog, and we're also using um, library themes. It's a website. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's a really cool resource because people can, anyone can use it, and you can catalog um, your personal collection of books. Or you, there's also like museums and libraries and stuff on there. Like, like we just joined it. So you, and there's also a social aspect of it, so people can see your collection and comment on it. And there's different groups and. And I really like that resource. That's like what we just started using to catalog our collection. 
Yeah, cataloging I think is um, a class a lot of the students are scared of, but yeah, that's great right. that you can um, make use of it. I know I tried to take um, cataloging of non-print materials, so to catalog oh, wow. photographs and maps and mm-hmm. visual media. Yeah, that's, that's a good um, skill to have, especially for like studio libraries, because they have archivists who are archiving the props and and the posters and all the non-print. Well, I mean, posters are print, but like all the non-conventional items. And um, I want to remind our listeners we're ta- we're talking with um, Stephanie Chavez, and actually our, our show's wrapping up, but. We've been talking to you about libraries, museums, and archives, and we truly have been talking about all three because you work in a library museum and you worked as an archive in the archives, and so you have a lot of great experience since um, you've left school about two or three years ago. Yeah. And that's exciting that um, the future is um, limitless, plenty of options, and it's a lot of great things out there for librarians and archivists to potentially get into. I know I've been looking the last couple of years just to see what's out there. They have everything from a sound archivist at the Skywalker Ranch to the archivist at the Playboy Mansion archives in Beverly Hills. Right, my Hills. friend just got that job actually. Wow, yeah. lucky her. I think I applied actually. How did that nice. work out? Um, it's great. I mean, she really likes it. They moved their whole collection from Chicago to Beverly Hills. So they they had to take all the material out of these, like, huge trailers and put them in this new office. And they, they kind of got to pick out some of their, um, like, storage options and different ways they were going to archive and store stuff. That's exciting. He went to, um, Hugh Hefner went to my grad school, University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, so they actually took us in our archiving class to the university archives and special collections and told us about whatever they had there from him. Oh, nice. He's a very successful magazine creator, so that's exciting to be in that archive, a bit of history there. Right. So it's just um, fun to see what everyone's doing, and I love getting to talk to everybody and see all the different types of work out there. Yeah, it was great talking with you. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for um, taking your time out this Thursday morning, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Our Digital Future with me, ZBZ, and I hope to talk to you in the future. Have a good day. Yes, you too. Thanks. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. And that's our show for today on KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Me, ZBZ, talking to Stephanie Chavez here about libraries, museums, and archives on Our Digital Future, Thursdays, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. If you ever have a question, you can call us up at 949-824-5824. That's 949-UCI-KUCI. Or you can email us at, uh, well, email me, ziba at kuci.org. I'm also on Twitter and Tumblr. And all around, so check it out. Uh, been a part of KUCI since 2000. That's almost 13 years now here at the station. Um, previously as a music co- um, DJ, which I do miss. I do miss my Saturdays, two hours music slots and playing the live bands. So if I'm still here at um, UCI Libraries in the next quarter or two, maybe look out for some 
music shows by ZM Radio. If not, at least subbing. So thanks for listening and stay tuned next week as we will have another great live call-in guest for you all. Please stay tuned for more great KCI programming. It's the new quarter here at KCI and UC Irvine. It's the first week and all the undergrads are getting ready to get into their lectures and study their new books with the professors. Just as here at KCI, we have new programming. We have a great new set of shows for you. And let me tell you what's coming up right next and what you heard just before as well because the slot from just before changed. I know right after used to be Living with Pizzazz, which I know moved to Saturdays 2 to 4. Definitely check out Pizzazz if you're waiting for that at 10 a.m. But today you're going to hear World Without Words, Exploring Fine Instrumentality with Marmar. Here from 10 a.m. to noon. Stay tuned for that great music show. And right before this slot, you heard Red Does Research, The Science in the Real World with Red, the 9 to 9.30 a.m. public affairs slot. That's exciting new bio world for you, followed by this exciting library science world. And now stay tuned for great music. Thanks for listening.